Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Well, thank you for joining us. This is again Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, ACT Act, Leaders Act, and they also act in a way to transform their culture. That's what we do. We help you do that. We are Mainline the Leaders and we do leadership development. I'm here with my partner today. This is Rich Barron. I'm Michael Bailey, and we've got a really interesting topic to talk about in terms of what leaders are doing and what it, and, 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 and long term, what are they doing that's well and what is maybe not well, what will not work out, and then how you how can take this time to position yourself to become an invaluable individual and indispensable, not in a bad way, not in a narcissistic, egotistical way, but in a real value way, indispensable to your company and to your organization. That's what we're going to be talking about. So, Let's get going here, Rich. We started off talking today, this morning, about these offers that are being made by Apple to uh, to their employees. $180,000 bonus to stop the defections to Facebook. <laughs> What's going on? You know, I, I, I call this, I, I'm going to, I call this organizational desperation. Yes. And, and really, that's what it's it's about. We've got, you know, Companies now are, are resulting to tactics that are just outright, you know, desperate acts of how can we keep key employees? There's something to that. It doesn't kind of say that if you take a look at that, that when 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 an organization or even a country, yes, start, or even even a family, let's take it there, even a family, when they start just throwing money at a problem. That's indicative of a deeper problem. They just don't seem to have any ideas. They don't know what to do. So the only thing they're left to do is to throw money at people, hoping that they can buy them off. Yes. And probably in the short run, that might work for a while. But long run, that's not what keeps people there. They're, the People work in a different way. Maybe some people, but most people, not so much. So this is a, a last kind of desperation thing that they're doing here. So how does that, with, with Apple... <laughs> how, how, when does this great payday bonus happen? <laughs> you know, it takes four years. If you read, if you read about this, and I was reading about this in New York Post today, uh, it takes four years, and it's up to one hundred eighty thousand dollars. It's four years in stock options to be fully vested, and it's for select engineers. Select engineers. Uh, so. How 
how do you determine a select engineer? And if you're not a select engineer, but you're still trying to contribute to your organization's success, but you're not considered one of the select engineers, I guess, does that mean you're just out in the cold? You're going to fend for yourself? Um, you uh, going to select unselect? Yes. Engineer? Yeah. Can you put that on a resume? I'm a select engineer. That's right. So, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was unselected as I'm, I'm, I'm out here looking I'm, for unselected. work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's it's, it's crazy because I'll, I'll tell you, four years to be fully vested, and it's up to 180. So it's anywhere between 50 to 180. And I, I'm going to wager to say that's not going to keep people around. It may keep some around. But... It really is a true act of desperation, throwing money at a problem that is probably that is much deeper than what they're thinking. They're trying to keep these employees from being poached by um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google, some of these other organizations who are now letting their employees stay home indefinitely. Uh, you know, but however, they have to take a pay cut. Some of these are going to have to take a pay cut if they want to stay home indefinitely. Uh, versus where Apple's saying, you know, they're going to want people to start coming back at least three days a week into the office. And, uh, you know, people are upset with that, which is, you know, it's just, it's a strange world we live in, uh, Michael. It's a strange time in, in business where we have gone from, you know, being in the office, you know, having this set uh, schedule for ourselves where we're up in the morning we have this this routine. We're off to the office, and you know now people are not happy about that. And so, in order to get them to remain happy, I guess they're just going to throw hundred eighty thousand uh, dollar, you know, stock options, you know, their direction instead of really looking at what is the true cause of the problem. It is crazy when you take a look at the dynamics of this, and that's what I'm kind of concerned about in this podcast, helping people to be more informed. We had a booming economy and it was like, you know, people wanted to go to work for these big companies that, you know, they were on the cutting edge. They were doing great things. I mean, these, these people were just streaming and hoping that they could get into, have an opportunity, right? That's what they were hoping for. Yeah. Then this COVID thing and all that jazz and then the great, you know, resignation, all that, all that crazy stuff. And then, um, and then we got this reset, the reset and the resignation starting to work on us as well. Right. It, and so it's created, I think, a real kind of delusion about business, how business really works. I think with all the inflation that's going on, the spending that's going on, at some point, that's going to collapse. That is going to collapse. And when it collapses in on itself, instead of people looking for, well, I can go wherever I want. I can stay with this company for two or three years, build my resume, go to this company for two or three years and bounce around like you know we talked about before, that it's gonna be different because if businesses really collapse, then what you're gonna have is a lot of people being let go. So this $180,000 bonus, right? They're talking yeah. about, that's gonna evaporate. That's gonna disappear. Well, you had to be here for four years to get it or 50,000. We're just letting you go. All all bets are off. Sorry, it's no longer e even available to you. Oh, I I guarantee that's probably part of the clause. Yeah, I bet you I bet you it is. And so part of that whole deal here is this: 
is everything that they seem to be doing right now in our economy, not everything, but so much of it is, it's like it's backwards. It's almost like you could say, since this is what uh, what's, what everybody's saying is the great thing to do, that's like, do the opposite of that. And what it is that we're talking about here is, how do you, those folks of you that are watching this, ask yourself this question, how do you make yourself an integral part of your business. So if you don't like the company you're working for, get out of that ASAP while the getting's good because right now they're hiring people. They're hiring people all over the place. Go find the business that you want to be working in, that company, that organization, and then make yourself absolutely indispensable. Yes. Become one of those employees that, that, that just works hard, that is diligent, conscientious, that is engaged, that is just doing the stuff that makes a real difference not only for you and what you're doing, but the people that you're working around, people that, you know, in the organization overall, you become indispensable. Because if that does happen, if there's this kind of collapse of business, businesses are going to look at who's been helping us, not just who's been here the longest, but who's been making the greatest contributions, who's yes. made a real difference here. Now, if we take it one more step, that of not just being an employee, but now you making yourself an incredible employee as a manager or as a supervisor or as a person in a real leadership position, that calls for you to invest in yourself. That calls for you to really say, you know, there's some skills here. I got to learn. There's some interior work I got to do to really bring out my best, to make myself a really solid person, you know, in terms of my character, in terms of my confidence in myself. How do I do that? And then to bring that to the organization that's going to be rare because we talk to people right now who are just hiring almost like, I don't, it's this horrible way to say it, meet off the street. You know, they're oh, just absolutely places and they are not ready to be leaders. They don't have the background, the competence, the confidence. But if you're that individual that really can take the ball and run with it and we can help you do that, tell them, let's talk about this. How can we help them pick up the ball and help them now as leader development experts? develop that qualities, those qualities inside of them to be that person that's just irreplaceable, that is indispensable? I guess the real question would be is, what do you want to see in your career as a leader? How far do you want to go? How, how effective do you want to be? You know, here's one of the interesting things, Michael, and it's kind of with Apple, with John Matone, uh, who, who, developed the, the process and the programs, uh, some of the, those that we work with, was Steve Jobs' executive coach. So now we go from, you know, Steve Jobs near the end of his life wanting to leave a legacy of leadership and sustainability for Apple to now we get to, get to this information today that they're throwing money, you know, throwing money at, you know, I guess we ought to call this uh, poaching insurance is really what it comes down to. Poaching insurance premiums. They're paying out to these uh, these uh, key employees. Now, a lot of the things that we can help with is help you understand who you are as a leader now, where you currently are, and what your strengths, what your gaps are. We have some very specialized tools and, and ability and experience to sit down with you and say, this is where you currently are. This is where you need to go. 
we can develop an individual leadership development plan based on you. It's not going to be a canned or a boxed program. We're going to send you, you know, say, here, welcome to the club and follow this book. No, it's going to be based on you, based on your current strengths, your current gaps, and your uh, your ability to be a leader. Now, I can tell you, here's one of the interesting things too, Michael, um, is the return on investment. We all talk about return on investment. What, what type of return on investment would you say would be acceptable if you were going to go through some of this coaching, uh, you know, coaching, what would you say, Michael? There's a number of those things that would be invaluable. Let me give you the ones that are just kind of apparent, right? Just the, number one, you're going to have better communication skills. You're going to be able to work with your team in a way. You're going to be able to amplify what it is that they're bringing now to the organization, to the team, because you're, you're able to now see that more clearly and communicate that more effectively. You're going to start motivating people. They're going to start engaging at a higher level. Also, there's the element of you being a better leader in terms of strategic thinking. How does that really work? How, do, how does strategic thinking work? And how then do you coordinate between, you know, the people that are above you and the people that you're working with, the people that are below you? That ability to strategically manage and deal with relationships is huge. And it's it's a place where it can be an easy pitfall to get into. One of just people pleasing, just get, kind of go along to get along, or you become a dictator and you start demanding things. Either of those is a lose lose eventually. That's what it is. So developing those skills is critical. Um, another one is just being able to be the visionary and be able to see where does are we going with this? What do we want to do? The ability is to take something and make it so exciting that people just want to buy in they're just they're just you're just drawing them to uh the project like a magnet there's so many ways that we can assist you now let me just go back here rich and, and address something that we found out about about uh steve jobs that is probably not very well known and that's because he worked with john yes and that's this when you think of steve jobs you think of him as that guy who is the driver he just drives for results he just just goes you know after and after and after it you know, he's looking at the data all the time. This is what we got to do. Da, 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 da. He was not an easy guy to disappoint. He was not an easy guy to let down. Of her. I've heard stories from people who have been in those, those meetings when somebody disappointed, you might say. What was interesting at the end of his life, again, you would think that that was his main style, a driver, right? Once he went through and did the assessment with John, he actually found out that was not his main, main leadership style. He was yeah. more of this person who's of an arbitrator. Arbitrator. Person yeah. that had the ability to look at things and analyze things in a critical manner. Critical thinking, in other words. He had that great ability to get the big picture and go down and take a look at all these different levels. Why I bring that about is at the end of his life, that seemed to have kicked in. That who he really was. Not the driver so much, but that critical thinker that had yeah. that big perspective about things and because he was starting to wonder what's it all about what am i doing here where, where have i gone you know he was looking at his life and he was looking at it critically and he was reevaluating it that's what it was he was really doing did steve as a driver accomplish great things he did he, he, uh, uh, just amazing things yes Here's the question behind it though how happy was he in all his accomplishments 
all of his victories, all the great successes business-wise, in business, internationally, how happy was he? I got a feeling that, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I never met the man. I don't know. But when you kind of get down to the end and you're starting to ask those kind of questions, you start moving out of what it is you think you should do or you have to do. You start coming back to, okay, what's the real for me? What's the real for me? And John at the end, and not John, but uh, but Jobs got at the end there. We saw, you know, maybe he was thinking, maybe I didn't have it all together the way that I wanted to. It was time to do a reevaluate. Right. Right. Why wait till then? Why not get it straight now? Why not get it figured out? So not only can you be successful, not only can you have great wins, not only can you take your team and your company, wherever it is you want to go, great ways, but do it in a way that brings you happiness, that brings peace to you, that brings real satisfaction that is enduring. You talk about, again, this whole thing of what it is that leadership development can do. In the end, what it really does is it not only helps you become that person that you truly meant to become and create the legacy that you really want to leave behind when it's all when it's all said and done, all of that kind of stuff. A part of that is because you become your best, you now have to think and look and view and, and see the world in a different way, which then inspires others to become their best. That's kind of that legacy thing. Beyond that, though, it's that ability for those people in turn to affect other people that you will never, ever meet. Right. You'll never have any communication with them. But that legacy, that communication, that relationship goes on and on and on. You will become a, mem- a remembered person. If only in, the, in, the, in the, the principles that you taught, the example that you set, that lives long after you. Now, that's, that's a tremendous thing. And that's very different when we contrast it to Apple saying, well, we're going to pay you $180,000 bonus in four years. Yeah. That wasn't the legacy I guarantee he wanted to leave. No. No. You know, and it's 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 important when you talk about legacy with him, it's important to point out that he already knew that he had stage four pancreatic cancer when he hired John to be his coach. He didn't, you know, his he knew his career was going to be ending soon. But that, but it was more important for him to leave a legacy than what it was going to be for him to continue to develop his own career. I think that's an important concept. Who are you going to leave your legacy to? Who's going to and who's going to benefit from you taking the time to become a better leader, a more qualified leader? It's kind of the reverse of that, a book that was written years and years ago called Psycho-Cybernetics, Maxwell Maltz. He's the guy, he was the guy that was, uh, he was um, a, a cosmetic surgeon. What I'm thinking of is did cosmic surgery, right? Plastic surgeon? Plastic surgeon. There you go. Thank yeah. you so much. He was this plastic surgeon and he noticed this transformation with his clients or his patients that when he adjusted their cheeks or made their nose smaller or raised their brow or something, all that stuff, many of them just became this different person. Instead of being introverted and quiet and lacking confidence, all of a sudden they had confidence, they were outgoing, they just like became themselves. There really is that just this transformation that took place. It was incredible. Well, just kind of reverse engineer that 
now. Think of it in terms of what is it that I want to become and what it is that I can do now that yeah. will affect not me, not just me, but will affect many other people for a long period of time. That, that's, that's, that's probably where that, that quality of being altruistic really comes in. The quality yeah. of a trait of being courageous, of being transparent, of being honest, that really, you know, being willing to be dutiful, you know, the willingness to go and do the things you must do to make the difference. See, what we're talking about here is a kind of a profile of a great leader. And those of you who are watching, those of you who are listening, ask yourself, do you want to become that great leader? Is it feels is that feel like there's something inside of that says, I must do this, I must become that person, I must gain these skills, I must gain these abilities, I must gain these character traits. If that's you, then why not get a hold of us? Whether you enroll with us and become one of our clients or not, who cares? I mean, still some level, who cares? The point is, let's have the conversation. Let's see what's really going on with you. Let's find out what it is that you really want. Let's find out what it is that you really want and what it's costing you not to get there, not get there as quickly as you'd like. And do you really know what it is you think you know? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But if you're muddling around, if you're just not certain, if you're not feeling sense of clarity and confidence about going after it, then the answer is no, you don't know. And then what is it costing you not to know? Yeah. It could, could be costing you for years. Stop it. End it now. Let's have the conversation. Let's show you some ways to turn that around. And it can turn around fairly quickly. Your yeah. thoughts, Richard? You know, you, you hit on something. What is it costing you? Um, you know, what are you what are you trading today for? Are you trading today for, you know, developing your skills to be a better leader? Or are you saying, you know, I'm just not sure about this executive coaching. I'm not sure that I need a coach. I'm not sure, you know, that, that would really help me. Well, I'll tell you, Harvard Business Review. Corn Ferry, uh, name it, multiple, multiple sources are saying the, the companies and the individuals who invest in executive coaching will be the successful leaders going forward in the future. It's not, you know, companies that invest in coaching. Now, let's talk about something. What You know, this $180,000, let's just take one of those bonuses, just one. How many leaders could apple put through training get a, get a coach for them with $180,000 now here's a kicker and and this is you know with with again corn ferry harvard business review multiple financial publications all say average return on investment for executive coaching is 7 times 7 times now can you imagine what is highest 20 yeah, and high, as high as 20. So instead of throwing this in stock options that they may not see ever see, they could have taken that money and invested in the future of their their some of these emerging leaders, which is sad because there's so many of these emerging leaders that are being thrown into positions they are not ready for. They're not ready for, and they they flame out. They truly do. All right. All right. Great podcast tonight, Rich. Good job. Let's yep. wrap it up. How do they get a hold of us? Again, we're just inviting you to have a conversation with us. If you got a question, if you want to know something, if you want to know how it works, 
you will have an incredible conversation with us. We'll, we can listen to you. We can start seeing where you're coming from faster than you can, simply because that's our business. We are leadership development experts. That's what we do day in, and day, in and day out. And you'll, you'll walk away with some ahas, even if you don't become our client. You'll be going, wow, that was really good. I hadn't thought about that. That's something to look into. So how do they do it? Well, there's our website. It's executiveleadersactilec.com. Uh, ILEC stands for Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaching. World's foremost authorities on, on executive coaching, leadership development, and cultural transformation. We can help you. We can help you succeed. And, you know, what is it like Michael said? What is it hurting you to call us? Let's let's talk and see where, you know, what we can do to, to help you and get to know you better. And, and um, there we have it. Well, this is the last one for 2021, Michael. And so want to wish everybody out there Happy New Year. And uh, let's... Uh, Let's make 2022 a better year for all of us and you as a leader, especially. Let's do this. Absolutely. You make it what you want to make it and what you're willing to do to get it to be better. That's what it comes down to. It. We're, it's all up to us. So yep. all the best. Happy Take New Year. Care and Happy New Year. And we'll see you uh, in 2022. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.